This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul, Mission Control, Deckett, in spirit. Uh, most importantly, you are you. You are here. That makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Hold the phone. This is a very special episode for us, you guys. I am looking not at a computer screen. I'm not looking at, like, a screaming pet somewhere in someone's Zoom background. You're looking at our dead-eyed stares. Yeah, I'm looking you know. at your Kirsten Dunst dead-eyed stare, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. I would cast you an interview with a vampire. These icy blues. <laughs> we, like, we're in person, you guys. We're in person, and we're going uh, in a totally different direction. We've been, uh, we've had our heads down in the trenches, as they would say, working on a ton of other stuff. You know, we have that book coming out, all that stuff. And we wanted to get back with our roots. We wanted to relax and just have an in-person conversation. I know it sounds old to say that, or it sounds pre-pandemic, but just like sit down with each other as buddies. We just returned from Austin, and we got to do this in person a little bit at weird places, like the Museum of the Weird. Oh, yeah, literally weird place. And just hang. And uh, we decided we're not going to do it alone, though, this time. We got somebody here with us. 
That's right. We received an email from a dear, dear friend of ours who said, uh, you know, after the damaging time they had appearing on our show uh, a few years ago. They've recovered fully and are returning again with us today. Fellow conspiracy realists, you know him, you love him, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucky Yates. What's up, babies? <laughs> oh, that was snap. a serious point you just did, Ben. I'm here to, uh, here to get my reputation back <laughs> after you guys destroyed it last time. We do that. With my dodo theory. So... <laughs> The dodos are still alive out there. I, I like the dodo cryptid. I still think about well, that. Well, what about the puffin? You know, the puffin is sort of like the modern dodo. No, right? not no, at all. The pigeon no. is the modern dodo, okay. my the friend. The pigeon is the is modern dodo. Is this a hot take? Is this get, another hot get take? your dodo lore right, son. What do you guys think about that cereal, puffins? Have you had it? It's pretty good. So puffin cereal. Yeah. Puffin cereal. Yeah, the oh. healthy uh, Captain Crunch, you mean? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You know what, though? It doesn't cut up the roof of your mouth with the same level of, uh, you know, then um, what satisfaction than Captain Crunch. Yeah. What Puffins are weak. How else does it deliver <laughs> the flavor? Captains are strong. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's talk yeah. about this. What? Was there a conspiracy to cut all of our mouths up with various cereals when we were, like, you know, a little bit younger in the I, 80s, 90s? I always heard the conspiracy that MSG creates magical flavor by making tiny cuts in, in your mouth. Whoa. Not true. Yeah, it's not true, but I, <laughs> but I definitely have heard that repeated, like people repeat things like sure. that with utter confidence. And, delicious uh, yeah. by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you yes. know what? You're coming up with movie titles at this point. Uh, this is, <laughs> we, and I love them. We've got to see this. This conversation's going to go in a lot of directions. Uh, like, since we last spoke, Lucky, so much shit happened. Oh, my God. E- UFOs are real. Uh, yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. Check that one, right? Yeah. Things got bad enough in the world that yeah. world governments finally said, you know what, fine, get high. There was we this virus, you. Yeah. you know, yeah. a yeah. pandemic. Yeah. yeah, there was a whole pandemic that a lot of people just didn't believe in. This right. isn't happening. <laughs> right. It's not really happening. What did you do? What, where have your adventures led you? How did you survive the pandemic since we spoke? When did we, when did we last get together on Oh, air? my God. Three, I don't know how years? old is this T-shirt that I'm wearing. It's older <laughs> than three years old. It, uh, this is, I would like to point out, gentlemen, that this T-shirt has been in constant rotation. It's never been taken oh, out. It's, I mean, it's been worn Consistently, oh wow, and proudly, oh gosh. Uh, so lucky, wow. lucky has our. It's the first shirt that we ever produced. It's like the worst font, but it looks. It's a very text-driven design. It's yeah, nothing but type. <laughs> <laughs> we had a budget. With some uh, white and red letters, and the red letters from more than three feet away, you do not know what they say. <laughs> okay, so what I'm what I'm hearing is. We owe you another no, shirt. No, not at all. Oh, I love okay. this shirt. Oh, I mean, okay. I will take one if you've got oh, they're coming, more to baby. spare. They're coming, baby. <laughs> so, uh, so we- What have I- yeah, what, How yeah. did I survive the pandemic? Oh my God, where do we begin? Well, I started streaming. As soon as, as, soon as everything shut down, I, I clicked on Instagram Live and every night for nine months I streamed something weird. I started, I started a religion based on the dodos- that yes. we talked about on my last episode. That's right. I How- created a whole mythology about the dodos. Well, you can't call it a myth if it's a religion, right? Oh, no. We, we very much uh, own up to the fact that it is a myth. I like the transparency of your cult. Yeah. 100%. I also don't ask for money from anybody, so it's like a real deal. But if they happen to shower you with it, you know, so be it. I mean, I, but it would never be asked for. <laughs> mm. I wouldn't, mm. you know, I don't even know where they would put it. 
because I'm not setting up any kind of Venmo. In the or plate, anything. man. They got to the put it in the is, golden though, plate. Here's the deal. Okay, so uh, Gladys the Holy Dodo uh, was a savior, uh, is our is our uh, savior figure. Uh, do you want the mythology? Yes. Yeah, I can drop yeah. this shit yeah. on you right now. Yeah. I haven't had to do this speech <laughs> since, <laughs> let's see, October of nine, or 2020? Okay, 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 let's see. As you may or may not know, fellas, dodos were a divine species here on the earth. Uh, the other divine species, of course, were uh, the unicorns uh, and the wizards. Narwhals, and the, perhaps. And the elves. The, you know what? The narwhals are always asked for, but the, the jury is still out on them. Okay. We don't know enough about them yet. The T-Rexes, <laughs> of course, were, though. The T-Rexes were a divine species. Okay. So the dodos were living in their little hidden island paradise of Mauritius, just Loving life. They lived there with the unicorns before they left, and everybody it was just a beautiful, beautiful place. And they would sit in their bubbling pools of sparkling water all night long, smoking bowls of the elven pipe weed and discussing life and all of its majesty. And then one day a ship rolled up onto shore, and the dodos were like, What the fuck is that thing? And then all these men started climbing off of the ship, and they were like, What are those things? And then the men started just murdering everything on the island. Sounds familiar. And so the dodos were like, well, fuck this. Those guys are a bunch of assholes. We're going back to the undying lands with the wizards and the elves and the T-Rexes and the unicorns. And uh, we, we're just going to peace out from this place because we don't like their deal. And if they found us here on our little hidden sacred island, then they're all over this globe. So we're out. Except for Gladys. Gladys said, you know what, fellow dodo kind? I have faith that mankind can get its shit together and stop being a bunch of assholes. So I'm going to stick around, see if I can guide them in the right direction. So they said, good luck. They pushed off on their longboats. Off they went to the undying lands. Gladys stayed behind for one in 20 years trying to work with the men. And she saw no signs that they would ever get their shit together and stop being a bunch of assholes. So she peaced out. And as she was pushing offshore on her magical longboat, she turned back to man and she said, Okay, mankind, if you ever can get your shit together and stop being a bunch of assholes, I'll come back. Not only will I come back, I'll bring all the dodos back with me. And you don't even know the cool shit we can do. You just started murdering and eating us. Not only will I bring the dodos back, I'll bring the unicorns. What? <laughs> what about the T-Rexes, though? Not only will I bring the <laughs> unicorns, I'll bring the motherfucking T-Rexes. So I'm... praise Gladys, mankind, stop being a bunch of assholes so we can get the dodos and the unicorns and the motherfucking T-Rexes. Well, look, so dodos and unicorns seem relatively docile, but like a bunch of T-Rexes rolling, I mean, that seems dangerous. No. It seems like a recipe no. for disaster. No. I'm sorry to naysay. I'm just no. asking questions. No. Yes, sir. I think history, if history has proved anything, you give man six months and we'll be riding those T-Rexes yeah. all over town. Like that show Dino Riders. It's going to be just like Chris <laughs> Pratt in the Jurassic World movies. You know what's fascinating about this? First off, that's a wild ride and thank you. Uh, but uh, what's fascinating is you have great timing here to tell us this story. The synchronicity is fascinating to us because just this week, 
we looked into something called de-extinction. It's a real thing that's yeah. happening. Like the idea, like, hey, let's just fuck around and bring yeah, back let's mammoths. Bring back the mammoth. Yeah, yeah. let's see what that hap- let's see what happens. Yeah, or the thylacine or whatever. And dodos are actually really good candidate for mm-hmm. this because they went extinct so recently. Yeah, and uh, there's you know the pigeons are like distant relatives of them, and so there's I think enough swimming around in there that you can really start kickstarting it all. When did the term dodo become like a term of abuse? You know, you call somebody a dodo, that means they're a dum-dum. Because men thought they were stupid birds because they had no natural enemies Mm. and they were just naturally trusting and they were kind of goofy. They were like a ground bird and big and they walked kind of goofy. Uh, And they just completely trusted men. They would walk right up to them and then they would kill them and eat them. And people knew how bad people were. Like they were, they were very, well, you could say about humans in general is they tend to be self-aware as groups. Like nobody, nobody is saying, I think that we're doing totally good things. So what, what, what <laughs> no makes, what makes penguins a more successful species than the dodo? They, they, they feel swim. similarly. Yeah, they can swim, swim in they can frozen swim, water. They can yeah. d- dart around underwater. Yeah. That's true. Dodos right. couldn't do that shit. No, dodos, no, they had little tiny wings. They were on the ground. Uh, big eggs, easy that, targets that, for big predators. Eggs, uh, for uh, yeah, the dogs and uh, the pigs that uh, mankind brought to the island uh, just took care of that. Those can't ground really, nests, really hide those full yeah. of eggs, real quick. Like, they went fast. They did, yeah. The ones who died now. Okay. Oh, then most of them okay. got on the longboats and pieced the hell out. Right. Stay there were message. a lot to the undying uh, So Matt, what were, what were you gonna? Oh, I was just wondering. Like, I I wonder how, what Gladys thinks. About right now, as we're entering back into, I don't know, perhaps a world war. Like, uh, how does she feel about mankind right I now? I think she realizes that one in 20 years slash 220 years, it really makes no difference. No. Mankind cannot get its shit together. We're just a bunch of murder apes. <laughs> murder apes. What are you going to do about it? We love killing. So it feels like you've really, uh, you've really dug deep into this philosophy over the over the pandemic i had a weekly uh every sunday night i did a service there were uh regular uh worshipers that would show up every week and at one point i thought oh my god is this legit like could i go tax-free like, I think I have a church because I am a universal life church minister. I am not, I'm not faking it. So I'm, I, I had a real ministry going on. Uh, and I'm like, I, I think there's still people that throw praise Gladys around as their bless you type thing. Praise Gladys. Well, what's the barrier to entry, though, for getting incorporated in that way and then uh, being tax free? I know Scientology kind of had to fight for it a bit, you know? But what, what's the true barrier to entry to prove that you are worthy? Universal Life Church has it all worked out, and I think you just have to have an ongoing service where there is a regular audience coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can that be virtual? I don't know that it has, that, yeah. well, I, that because of the pandemic, and that's what we I sort of stumbled on while I was doing it, I was like, Wait, this is kind of where everything is headed anyway, and so many churches are have been on TV all along. Oh my God, am I creating a thing? Wait a minute. 
Uh, it's awesome, man. Well, and then yeah. I, but when I stopped, I stopped. My dog, my 16-year-old dog, really started falling apart. Abe, uh, yeah, yeah, good old Abe Jackson. And uh, uh, so I, and, and I hit a wall, man, because I was doing something every night uh, online. And uh, so I hit a wall. Abe went down. Then he died right before Christmas. And then I just like didn't go back to the thing. Uh, and so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I could kick start that thing anytime. I still know the myth clearly. Yeah, yeah. I can just. That, that's pretty much. I think you should as do I it. Said it. I mean, I think you. It would be fascinating for us on this show to have a to have a fly in the wall perspective of someone who has actually managed to like go tax free with a uh, philosophy or religion that they discovered. The other cool thing is where I live. Uh, I have an old. I live in an old uh, warehouse that was converted to lofts back in '99, and when they set up all the bylaws, there was nothing in the neighborhood. Atlanta didn't realize it was going to be the Atlanta of right now, and I can run a business out of my. I can live in my place. I can run a business out of my place. I can live in it and run a business out of my place. I am allowed to do all that, so I could technically turn my place into a sanctuary or whatever that's awesome you should do it i know is it accessible to the belt line though 100 percent. Uh, <laughs> okay okay a mere that's staircase the, away that's where all the true believers we're, are. we're right, on the belt right line. above mm-hmm. nina and rafi you can go get your slice of pizza pot well you can get a slice up at glide which is on premises Oh, wow, okay. Dude. So it's uh, so we're looking at a sanctuary that is walkable. Yeah. Uh, that also has food. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think would it would this be the first church on the Beltline? I don't know. Oh man, you might have a thing because if that's oh. something, lean into that. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? I'm gonna totally <laughs> lean into that. I'm just gonna set up a little booth. Yeah. <laughs> Life advice. Yeah. Wait, like a banana stand kind of situation, yeah. like a right at the edge. A confession booth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of confessions and questions, this is something we I'm might, we thought would be this. interesting. Uh, went on Twitter earlier, just uh, last night, and then uh, asked if there were any weird questions people wanted to ask Lucky. So we've got a couple. Um, first, I guess we'll start with. With this, uh, this this is going to be the hard hitting okay. journalism. I'm ready. Right? I strap, can't wait. I strap can't wait. You got yeah. some gotchas. Yeah, strap the fuck in. Oh, all right, all right. Boy. So all right. Uh, hold on. <laughs> so Stock X says, I want to ask him more about Archer, but quote, I remember he wasn't so thrilled about the show, which is not the sense I got. What? Yeah, that kind of blew me away. No, I didn't even un- respond. That's completely untrue. All I right. don't know who said that. Stock, Stock X. X. I love Archer. I'm a yeah. huge, huge fan of you, the show that I happen to be on. Yeah, I know. It's like you're such a huge fan. Yeah, you're also like in it. Double. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like the best of everything. It is a fine show. And it's still amazing. Like we're recording, I'm recording an episode on Monday and the script is hilarious. Like the, the writers we've got going now, 
are clearly big fans of the show. And so everybody is just at their bonkers most them, all the characters. It's so much fun. That's got to be fun to have a show that's been long running like that and have new writers come in that kind of like came up watching the show and they're now on and get it. And re-energized everything, right? Like it was, they were all written for nine and a half seasons by Adam Reed. And he was just like, oh my God, I'm so like these people arguing in my head. I'm so tired (laughs) of it. I just can't do it and so you know it they finally had to go dude we can use that other writers and he finally just had to say okay take my baby and write and they're they're amazing the scripts are amazing that's wonderful man because like this is i i know we i don't think we talked too much about it in the last the last time you came on air um and i was i was also surprised by that question because every time we've had the conversation you've said the same thing you've been like i love the show so much that i'm on it you know what i mean which is the ultimate fandom so we've Cleared that up. Well, here's and and if I may uh, uh, address Stock X directly (laughs) with this horrible (laughs) accusation. It's really not. Here's what I think is going to happen. And one one of the things that uh, uh, one of the I'm going to say downside, even though it's not really, it's easily handled. But uh, my when I was streaming every night for nine months. Literally, a little community formed around the regulars. They started their own little Discord. Two of them are dating now. Like it's crazy Aww. that this the like little group of friends that grew out of this thing, right? Mm-hmm. But they also sort of became a little territorial when it came to the chat feed, right? And. I was doing shows, right? It wasn't just me sitting in front of a camera. Like I, it was always a fully formed, not fully formed idea, just an idea that I was like locked into, and it was like this hour is going to be this and Sometimes this alone. Leaning into puppetry and yeah, so on. Right. Yeah. There were different themes for every night, but if anybody, you know, a lot of people would just drop in and just start throwing archer questions around, which, you know, is naturally uh, natural if, you know, somebody on a show you like is doing a live and Instagram and you're going to click over and you're just going to start throwing your con questions. And I would always say, hey, this is I'm actually doing this thing. This isn't a con, but, you know, so I'm just not doing archer questions. Well, my wonderful, amazing, supportive little group really sort of took it on themselves to become the police of the crowd uh-huh. to stop them from tipping my cart or doing I don't know what they're you know I, their their intentions were good the execution not so much you know we we get that um we actually had a, uh, a I'm not going to name names but a local curmudgeonly uh, uh, comedic uh, oh boy. personality uh, posts some hot takes on oh, the uh, Here's Where It Gets Crazy Facebook group um, when Ben proudly announced the um, So That I Want You to Know book that's coming up. Just kind of an assholey Congratulations, comment. by the way. A Thank book you. is a it's huge accomplishment. Very excited. But yeah, you know, and it was a very assholey, dismissive take on Conspiracy shows writ large, right? Which is this right, obviously right. this is not what the show is. The show is, we always say, a critical thinking approach to conspiracies. We look at all sides, we 100%. have conversations, we get where we get organically. We're not trying to tell anybody what right. to believe, but this dude There's clearly no had never listened to the show. And then our lovely group just kind of dogpiled on the man. Um, and yeah. to be fair, I, I kind of think he had it coming because he was, it was an ill informed thing to say. He wasn't reading the room <laughs> at all. Right. And that's what you get. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's so like I'm sure StockX probably jumped on a thing, said something, and I might have said, hey, that's not what this is, or the rest of the group just like, roar, and then he thought, look, you take torture. For StockX, no, and, and, you know, uh, I think it's clear uh, that Stike is a huge fan of yours, uh, definitely a listener to the show. But you, we told you, we warned you, it was hard-hitting journalism. Amen. Yeah. The, I take all questions. I'm, I'm afraid of nothing. Oh, man. There's so much more to talk about here with Lucky. We're going to go to a quick sponsor break, and then we'll be back with more. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs, on-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424 Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. Well, I actually have a question for at least a topic of conversation, and it's just something that I don't think we've spoken about at length. Mm. You mentioned a radio station that you had <gasps> yeah. uh, interactions with and, and I think worked with. Right here in Atlanta, time. Georgia. 96 uh, Rock, baby. 96 yes. Rock. It, it was Formerly, like, uh, well, yeah, it, in the iHeart radio slash iHeart media family. Yes. Formerly, what did they used to be? Clear Channel? Clear yes, Channel. yes. But 96 Rock was the quintessential station for me. That one, 99X, was a big part yeah, of my right life on. too. But like 90, 96 Rock was huge in my world. Yeah. I wonder what it was like working 
in a radio station at that time? Like, what what's our date so ranges? Dumb. Like, it was uh, turn of the century, uh, the early two thousands, early two thousands, because I was doing the Lucky Eights talk show at Dad's Garage, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a, a piece written about me that was like in the Sunday AJC, and then uh, Larry Wax from the Regular Guys read it, and then they brought me in on that show, and we had a really good time, and so I, they would just keep bringing me back, and then eventually I would just start going in in the mornings because I could get up and it was <laughs> mm-hmm. right up the street. And so I just liked hanging around because I could jump on air a lot. And then they just started letting me screen phone calls. And then then I was sort of working there. I was always just gigging, right? Like I was the free money moron for 96 Rock for a while. I dressed up in a superhero outfit. And I was supposed to run around and give people money, but then we realized just what a horrible idea that was. (laughs) Like, there's a man in tights with a wad of cash, and here's where he's going to be. And we were like, okay, let's not do that. So I I ran around with the the corporate credit card, and I would, like, run into uh, Walmart or uh, pizza joints or just wherever we would run in, me and whoever my handler was. And I would just, like, I'll pay for that. Madam, I'm the free money moron from 96 Rock. And I would pay for their thing, you know, their cart full of groceries. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Dude, so right in my hometown, it was 95 Rock. Oh, Related? One less. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> one, less one less Rock. rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a golden time, though, like in the 90s and early aughts. Without, you know, you, you would just you'd go to the radio station, you'd win some contest, and you'd get like a thousand notched CDs, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. The- <laughs> oh, going into the prize room? I yes, was always dude. hitting up the promo guy like, hey, man, can I go in there? Like, I had my first iPod from there. Just wow. like, yeah, took this. For anyone that doesn't know, notched CDs were like, they literally had like a groove cut in the side yeah. with like a fucking like saw blade or something. And it was so you knew they were not for resale. Not but guess for resale. what? You go to CD Warehouse? They don't what know. did you see? <laughs> Tons of notches. CD. <laughs> yeah, CD Warehouse didn't know about those notches. No. Wow. Well, is there anything else just from that time or from radio or just anything that was, would be that you might consider stuff they didn't want you to know at the time? Lots of payola, right? Like back. Uh, oh, I imagine. <laughs> no, it was not, just not, completely. Not, it was a, not at a, not at a iHeart facility. <laughs> never. I, I, no, of course. It, you know, it, was like, it was sleazy salespeople. And, yes. you know, I mean, it was still like they were running on the 1980s uh, program still, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it was. It was just like the broier, broier they were, the bigger bro, brah, uh, the higher up. The ladder they were, uh, and uh, it was just a lot of people scrambling to to be the new hot shot. But it was also the uh, like pre-recorded, like uh, there there wasn't they, nobody was doing live radio except in the mornings. Like the regular guy show was a live show. Uh, w all the AM stuff, WGST and all that that was live radio. But all the like cool music stations. They were just like they would go in there and they would record their little intros and all that kind of stuff and do their whole show. It would take them like an hour to do a four-hour show, wow. and then they would go and you know fuck off. For the the day. rotation was all predetermined too. One hundred percent. They would. I mean, they had the list of like here's the songs you're introducing, here are the commercials you're doing, here's the thing, and they would just go in and record all their crap for the day, and then the computers would play it later on. 
Okay, so they're like, and that was Spoon Man by Soundgarden. We'll be right yeah. back. 15. Uh, wait, we'll be right back. You're one on the hour. Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the buzz that with two hands in the gooch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on the buzz, they all had weed names. Uh, all the DJs said, I'm Dank. One of my buddies was Dank. Wow. <laughs> None of them smoked weed either. <laughs> hey, it's me. It's highly performative. Dank on the buzz. I yeah. feel like that's an ethical quality. I know the FCC won't get at you about that, but I feel like if you're running a show that is heavily implying that you are so into weed that your street name is Dank, yeah. you should at least be doing an edible or something. But again, this is like 2000, 2001. There when were no like edibles. edibles. No, didn't exist. <laughs> there was some, you know, yeah, somebody, your weird uncle was cooking brownies, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. just like, oh my God. I know. We take for granted like how many flavors and potencies and exactly what type for what personality yeah, you exactly. have is available yeah, now. What's your strain? It's absurd. Let, let's talk a little bit about that because oh, let's do. It. It's my favorite subject in the whole wide world. <laughs> yeah, you've been a um, you know you and I have known each other for a number of years, and now we all have known each other for a number of years. Um, probably the only person at our company who's known you longer is the legendary, infamous Jonathan Strickland. You mean the quiz master? Yeah, the quizster. We've got some, yeah. we've got some yeah. questions, uh, actually. Quiz. From him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he so, lurks. He is a lurker. I know. On I know. the internet. Uh, Lucky's you. first question, actually, before we started rolling, was, uh, is he going to be coming through? So I don't know what's going on with you guys. We'll save that for later in the show. But Nothing's this is, going on with us. Okay. Or is there? <laughs> You're in the right place. So this is um, this is a question. I, I established this background only to say that um, for the entire time that we've known each other, you have been a vocal proponent uh, for... Pro-pod advocate. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Advocate. Yeah. I, it really is a life-changing uh, plant for me. Uh, it, yeah, it... it, it it puts me in the groove that I could never find my entire life and it would always just cause, you know, panic and anxiety and everything. And we just goes like, here, you can you can be right here and this is the good place. And I'm just like, oh, everything is completely manageable. It doesn't turn you instantly into a rapist and murderer? No. It, sure? and nor, nor does it turn me into a lazy bones. Really I've never doesn't. been more productive. No, it's true. Again, a strain for every mood, for every personality type. There's some that make you a little more like, I'm going to get things done. Zippy, and some I like that zippy. make you uh, down on the couch. We call it indica, yep. into couch, right? <laughs> um, but now you can get like hybrid combinations of, of all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. So this is where if only it were legal here in this state. Right. So this is one of the we're getting there. One of the questions I have for you. Yeah, we are in the US seeing kind of a paradigm shift, a sea change, but I know this is something you take really seriously. So in your opinion, what tipped the scale? Like for a long time, people like um groups like normal mm -hmm. were saying like, yeah, Hey, right. listen, the science is here. Yeah. It's Alcohol is Weed way more festivals, dangerous. Uh, let's talk yeah. about like nineties uh, and two thousands. Like during my the weed festivals, like four twenty fest and stuff like that, were, were tiny little hilarious hippie. You know, they would have a stage and there would be like you know maybe a hundred people hanging around and all that kind of stuff. Just nothing. So yeah, are you asking me what tipped the scales yeah. toward uh, uh, toward the move? Corporate on, adoption. <laughs> yeah, like on a state level, the move toward first, uh, I would say, medicinal marijuana usage and then decriminalization and then outright just legal. I mean, it, yeah. I suppose it's a bit of, 
getting a half a century away from the Nixon ray, well, the Nixon message. He's the one that started the war on drugs uh, and made weed, I think, a class one. Uh, and then it was backed up by the Reagans in the 80s. Uh, I think maybe just a, a, enough time away and a an odd uh, phenomenon of it seems an entire generation of kids that have either or both anxiety and ADHD. Really weird. I don't know what's going on. Like I am an ADHD, anxiety-ridden kid, and I'm a Gen Xer. But man, you get into the like the generations after me, your millennials, your Gen Zers. It's nothing but. That's like it's the entire. So, I think it's just, hey man, we got to control this. And you know, adults like me who are like, weed has always been great, and so now we're of age to be in charge of things, and we're gonna try to knock it finally knock it into the thing and then i don't know what was the first state that that broke colorado was it colorado both um medicinally and uh, uh i think they were the first to go through go to decriminalization yeah like they were and, the and california too i think when they made the medical cards so easy to get in california all you needed really was 200 bucks and then you could go to a dispensary and just the proof is always in the pudding and in the banks where you're like, look at all the money we're making. And also, nobody is causing crimes because of this. Uh, but but they have much more of an appreciation for reggae. Those albums are selling like hot Hey, cakes. man. Uh, all music is can, amazing. Can I add one quick thing? Um, there's an interesting law, Ben and Matt and I were just talking about. In New York, um, you know, it's been decriminalized for a while. It's been outright legalized. And now the way is being paved for like brick and mortar, you know, right. shops. But I don't know if this is anywhere else in the country, but their law is kind of giving priority to folks with former marijuana convictions for being first in line to get the mm-hmm. licenses to yeah, open right. these yeah, shops. Which is amazing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. There's, of course, you know, people that are saying it's racist, you know, against white people, which is not a thing. Stupid. Um, yeah. That, well, but and also it, just stupid. It's very stupid. It's very short sighted. It's just, you know, again, wanting yeah, to create an argument selfish. out of nothing. Yeah, it's. Also a nation of selfish babies. A million percent. Oh, yeah. But I just think it's a neat uh, precedent to set, you know, because so 100%. many people's lives were ruined yeah, here, by we, having a dime bag of weed. Right. So you know. we're going to give you guys the first opportunity to turn this into a business. Yeah. Sorry we fucked you over so bad. You guys are first in line. If you want to make some money off of this new situation, then here's your license. Which I think is um, – surprisingly inspiring. It's I, the I, least the system can it do. It is literally the least. <laughs> the very so, least. So I've got to throw this in because we are going to get some emails. Let me help everybody out. If you are halfway through the email, don't worry. You can put it in drafts. We've got the facts. California was the first state, like you said, to legalize medicinal cannabis, and that was in 1996. Recreational cannabis comes from uh, Colorado and Washington in 2012. Yeah, the same uh, same time. And they made a ton of money. That's so another issue. They went into schools. Yeah. That was the other brilliant and roads, thing. roads, infrastructure, yeah, right. things that no one else will pay for. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, sorry, I just had a thought here, guys. It was a very Black Mirror thought as you're describing mm, like that law road. in New York. And I was just imagining a version of the future where 
murder, homicide becomes illegal because there are just too many humans, not enough resources. It's decriminalized. Yes, they make it. They make <laughs> it's it called a, the purge. A business, <laughs> and they give <laughs> they give like serial killers and other mass murderers first uh, choice for creating a business and to to monetize oh, wow. the. That's really good, Matt. So that's like, very uh, good. That's a cool twist on this idea. I like oh, that a lot. There is an amazing uh, comic book series called Red Room by oh, yes. a guy named Ed Piscor yeah. in Pittsburgh. And it is, uh, yeah, it's people who are like doing grisly, grisly murders on uh, the dark web for like Bitcoin. I Ooh. saw that. Oh, also. And it is, yeah. it, it's a, you know, gruesome, gruesome deliciously gruesome uh, comic book. And then, of course, there's that subplot in The Sandman with the serial killer convention. Love it. Uh, one of my favorites. And that's sort of, a, yeah, I like the idea of this, this demystifying or sort of making things like grisly murder sort of boring and procedural. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's interesting so about it. So yeah. we've got a, uh, Lucky, I, I don't know if you're going to get to it, so I'm going to push you into doing this. Uh, word on the street is you have made the move from comic and graphic novel fan mm. to comic graphic novel creator. It's true. Cool. Whoa. Lester of the Lesser Gods is the name, name of my comic book. That's my, cool. Myself uh, and Eric Powell, who is, uh, he runs Albatross Funny Books. Uh, he, his uh, work is The Goon, if you're aware of The Goon. I love The Goon. That's wow. yeah, Eric. He Whoa. writes and draws that book. Uh, and he does Hillbilly, and he's got mm -hmm. a whole big Hillbilly is great. batch of titles. Uh, he just had an Ed Gein graphic novel uh, that came out oh, last year. And as it's called, uh, Did You Hear What Eddie Gein Did? Oh, wow. Uh, and <laughs> a bunch of stuff, it, is, it turns as out. As far as I am concerned, the quintessential telling of that uh, story. It is gorgeous. Um, and we snuck Lester out into the world. Uh, he was getting all this big buzz about the Eddie Gein book, and uh, we just snuck our little one-off. Just to, It's Lester's origin story. And then we're uh, picking it back up. He's got an anthology book coming out called Albatross Funny Book, and uh, it's going to be uh, a running story in there. Wow. Well, Lester. So where can I find it right now? At your local comic book shop or go to, I'm assuming, albatrossfunnybooks.com. I don't know. I don't do the business part. <laughs> That's all Eric's biz. Just <laughs> Google it. Uh, Lester of the Lesser Gods. So it's a post-apocalyptic fantasy. Uh, it, it takes place. Uh, that Satan causes uh, an immediate uh, very... Uh, uh, Thundar the Barbarian inspired. I don't know if you know oh, that show. Yeah. Yeah. Thundar yeah. the Barbarian inspired where, always, where things just change what? immediately. Like yeah. there's magic and there's all uh, like. Is that the one with the blobby guy? Yeah, the yeah, little yeah. gluey boy? No, those are, that's the Herculoids. Okay, the sorry. Herculoids. Uh, no, you can see Thundar how the Barbarian yes, is. They're in the it's, same era. It's Thundar, uh -huh. Air, Princess Ariel, and Ookla the Mock, who yes. was their Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, that it's just so interesting to me because as a kid watching those, I was obsessed with the backstory. Yeah, and they never really bother to explain yeah, it. Yeah, that's in a way. what the one-off is, is. Yeah, the, okay. Is Lester's story. Okay. So it turns out that the apocalypse happens, and then Lester finds out that he's the bastard son of Odin, uh, and so he's a god. He's a demigod, and he can sort of claim the earth in the name of good and defeat evil. All and right. if he does, if he defeats all evil, he'll get to live 
in the basement of Valhalla, which is what he is. And he's a 36-year-old, like, LARP nerd. The basement so of Valhalla? So it's everything yeah. <laughs> he's ever wanted. He's never really fit into the real world. Uh-huh. But when the apocalypse happens, he finds out he's a god and he's ready to rock. But is it like, is it like a full in-law suite? Or like what, what is the basement actually? <laughs> is it like? an unfinished basement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, be wood paneling and, you know, yeah. just an afghan on an old ratty couch. Yeah, one of, one of, those, uh, one of those lazy boy recliners that seems timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of like some duct tape patching uh, up a rip. It's a, got the a Budweiser holder. like light yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 except it'll be a Nordic beer, whatever. There that we is. go. So that that's out now. I have that on my list. I wanted to check it out as well. I didn't know. I should have brought some in. I didn't even think I, about I it. I thought. Well, I thought you was you were um, talking about a, a friend's comic book. I didn't know that you actually wrote it. Yeah, I'm writing it. Well, That's so awesome. the first uh, issue, uh, Eric, myself, and a guy named Matt Cushing uh, wrote the first one. And uh, we were, once upon a very long time ago, it was uh, uh, it was developed as a, a TV pitch because oh. we had a development deal with Turner for just a couple of years. And then it just that once that deal lapsed, uh, it became ours again, and then we decided to do it as a comic. And it was uh, Eric and my book from the get-go. We brought in some other folks to get us going on the book, and then now it's just Eric and I again. That's cool, man. Yeah. So I'm glad it's continuing. And yeah, it's, it's great because I just sit around and write these goofy stories and then send them to Eric. <laughs> You're involved with so much stuff. And then he makes it a comic book. I think it's time for uh, a Jonathan question. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. This, okay. this might be the last segment, guys. This might be. It can't be. I think so, right? Why? Aren't we running on? Uh, it's a podcast. Yeah, we can do oh, okay. it. Oh, we right. can <laughs> break this shit into two pieces. What are you talking about? Wait, do you have somewhere to be, man? No, I just want to didn't waste your time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Waste my time. Do you know what I would be doing otherwise? I would be doing exactly this, except there wouldn't be three people around me. I would just be sitting here smoking and talking. <laughs> Not that I'm smoking. So that's what I would be doing at home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, here we go. Ignore that smell. What? <laughs> so at Jonathan Strickland, friend of the show, mm. you know him. Mm-hmm. You know him. I've heard uh, of him. He says, <laughs> yes, he is. You feel uh, certain kinds of ways about him. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, Ask Lucky about the time he had Alton Brown mm-hmm. and the chief medical examiner for the state of Georgia on stage at the same time, parentheses, this was following the infamous tri-state crematory case. Yeah, that oh. was uh, back in the Lucky Eights talk show. Uh, Dr. Chris Sperry, he was my most regular guest, uh, the chief medical examiner of the state of Georgia, and he would always bring in, uh, after things went... Through the court system and the trial happened, all the evidence, they would either destroy it, but sometimes Chris would grab some nuggets and say, I'm going to keep this and put it in my office. And so he brought in things like a bong made out of a human skull, a mummified hand and wrist, uh, a, a skull with a big hole in it, shit like that. Uh, it was Awesome. And so he, Alton Brown, that was Alton's first time on the show, I'm pretty sure, when uh, he doubled up with Sperry. And uh, I just remember the two of them before the show sitting backstage talking about where the best burger in town was. And it was like, here's a guy that handles nothing but dead uh, people talking to the dead animal guy and who cooks them. And <laughs> what what about was the consensus for the best the burger? The vortex. Okay. 
And this was early aughts. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that sense. sounds legit Turn of the early century, aughts. yeah. Before so. a lot of like the boutique burger yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah they're, they're, we've been overrun by good burgers since then. Vortex still t- in the top. I would say, I mean, yeah. Top three for sure. I mean, when, when they had those zucchini chip things, yeah. like that was that was peak Vortex yep. for me. I think they took them away. Maybe they brought them back. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, yeah, they're always I also the still think they've, cre- they've done a good job of cultivating the sense of mystery by like not letting under 21 uh, people in at all. Under 21 people, you know, children. But it's a restaurant. <laughs> but it's like, you know, a bar. But it's, every other yeah, restaurant in town also is a bar. What makes them special? At, they've chosen they, to do this. Yeah, they want the yes. bar uh, to be more important than the restaurant. Yes. And yet, <laughs> it's, it's a the playground is for adults. Very and it's, you know, they got, you know, girls with their titties hanging out all over there, you know, hanging on the walls. And, you know, they got like oh, old, old centerfolds like okay. from, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, man, back in the day, they used to have. Uh, in the afternoon shift, they used to have the titty races, and <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, what? back you know, in between sort of lunch and dinner uh-huh. when it was just dead, but there were just the bar flies. The wait staff, somebody behind the bar'd call them, and the wait staff would rip off their shirts and run around the restaurant. Wow, that yeah. can't it was be a real. Time. Vortex it was a golden time, old Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. and for anyone who doesn't know, the vortex like it's it's a fixture in little five points in Atlanta. It's the laughing big skull. skull, the yeah. laughing skull logo. Uh, you would absolutely recognize two locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one on Peachtree, and they've got a great little comedy club. On yeah, the one yeah. Next I used to, to do shows in there. Mm-hmm. You used to do shows I at the did laughing my talk skull show lounge. In the, yeah, I did my talk show in the laughing skull lounge, and I used to uh, MC the Dames of Flame burlesque show in there. For oh. a Couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, hold on. Let's pump our brakes, take a quick ad break, and then come back for more of this. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand Temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, we got back. Uh, We all went through a a lot during the ad break, but we're still friends. So let's get back into it. So we've talked about a couple of things. We've gone in a couple different directions. I've got to tell you what was going on with Matt, Noel, and myself during the pandemic. We kept the show going. Right. Uh, We were on, we were in each other's. Uh, we were in each other's business. Zoom calls. No. Oh, yeah, we got in each other's business because we were the people we talked to the most right. for like two years. And uh, we, we uh, it was funny because I, I don't know about you guys, but I had to turn a room in my place away from being a bedroom and into being kind of a studio. Mm-hmm. And so I have a giant fucking plastic skeleton that lives there now, which I've, I've grown accustomed to but is we, it one of those big home depot 12 foot ones that, not yet oh, not yet because of my because of the it's the ceiling is stopping me when you know started what I mean? the, selling those giant ones i was like this is oh, like oh. a medical uh you know yeah oh, it's a, yeah okay yeah yeah, thing, yeah, you know? yeah it's scully yeah, it's yeah. a mascot but um so we all we all had these changes and we ended up going on a couple of adventures too man uh we went to Na- nashville Mm-hmm. Right. Went to Nashville. We went to we just got back from Austin, South by Southwest. Mm, yeah, Have great. you ever been? No, never. I think we had a good time, but it, it's, it's <laughs> I, th- a, I think we had a good time. It's a lot. I can remember. Some I'm of it. sure it's a lot. It seems like it's too much. Well, I mean, we weren't even involved in the actual, you know, official events, but our company rented this gorgeous boutique hotel called the St. Cecilia, which is yeah. like kind of storied and it's sort of off the beaten path. And it was all just populated by like CEOs and CMOs and CFOs, all the mm-hmm. O's. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a closed event. So it was like, you know, a lot of people were actually staying there and it felt like this kind of weird respite from all the craziness of like the the drag the main drag but we got to schmooze it up with some very powerful human beings all the big uh, wigs a <laughs> lot of fun and uh, saw performance by the band AJR they were quite good did um, you guys know the Foo Fighters recorded I did. a whole thing mm-hmm. in that suite where we were hanging it's out it's called the St. Cecilia yes. EP and they recorded it in like the bar area in the back I believe oh maybe. weird yeah well mm-hmm. I um so I have an ulterior motive bringing this up. It wasn't just like, hey, we, we want to tell you about our adventures. I don't believe the, you. I, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you take your shot to brag. It's oh, okay. I, haven't, uh, I haven't checked with you guys on this. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. As we get Here we some, go. Yeah, as we get some, uh, as we are traveling more, which all three of us uh, love to do, we love to be on the road, What's the? what are the odds of us getting you to do something live with us? I mean, Yes. One to one. Okay, we're not going to give you any details, by the way, about what this would be because we haven't checked. I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got some Atlanta-centric stuff coming, but I mean, I, oh, it'd be so fun. I, I travel. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a truck. 
<laughs> I know how to drive. <laughs> okay. Are you driving places? Are, are you like big timing us now? No, we can all drive. <laughs> we know how to drive. <laughs> big timing us. I yes. passed my driver's I test on the drive. second <laughs> attempt, y'all. Okay. Oh, good yeah. work. <laughs> Thank you. So it's that parallel parking that gets you. But now I'm an expert at it. You got to pull directly alongside the car in front of you, yeah. Yeah. cut the wheel, yeah. get back in there, and then straighten it out. Mm-hmm. I wish this was on video so you guys could see Noel's emphatic really cutting, motions. Yeah. Like three-point turn, kids. <laughs> Learn about it. Memorize it. Own it. Learn it. Live it. Live in a big city where you're love driving. It. You're going to need to utilize that. You're so, going to need to utilize that. So that would be awesome because yes. we, do have, we do have big things ahead, and it always seems like these conversations are things that we would we would want to keep going with. We want to go mm. hang out. Like honestly, folks, after we close the show, we might go get something to eat. I don't know where it's gonna where it's whoa, gonna go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm eat? out. I'm out. Food? <laughs> Never mind what I just said about being a baby. Ramen? <laughs> what? I am not ramen. going out to eat after shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's my line. Man. That's, that's the line. That's a big line. line. I'm so, sorry. So, man has to have a hmm. line. Man's got to have a code. I respect yeah. that. Uh, I do think we would be remiss if we didn't end on at least uh, a couple more questions. No, yeah. let's do it. Okay. Is that we, okay? Hey, yeah. man. All right. Yeah. So uh, Only Matt has somewhere important to be. No. <laughs> yeah, Matt. it's at the ramen shop after we wrap. <laughs> That's uh, where it is. Uh, so NES says, <laughs> I don't... Any at Nintendo Entertainment System? Oh, Maybe that's who it is on okay, Twitter. Okay. says, Lions, how many wins this year? Now, you're a big Detroit I Lions fan. I am a big fan. Detroit Lions fan. Is she quizzing oh him God, for stats? No. I, I guess just saying, how, what, what do you think? I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go seven wins. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that, seven wins. Is that a lot? It is for the Lions. Okay. Is it like not that good? Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> Historically the worst. Yeah, they're kind of toward the bottom. We're, it's kind of an angels in the outfield type we're situation. Forever, <laughs> we're forever rebuilding. Yeah. <laughs> That's very okay. Are you from Detroit? Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Okay. I just okay. got back. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. I've never been. Just, oh, my God. Is, it's amazing. Is yeah. that football? It really or? is amazing. It is. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know either. Gridiron football. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. Right here. What's all this about a gridiron? Is United. that just like that is to measure that is it in squares to, like, call, yeah. to differentiate it from real football, which is what we call soccer? Yeah, we just I the gridiron okay. has become. Yeah, and it's because of the grid. Once upon a time, mm-hmm. however, the thing was laid out. I don't know where the iron part comes. Yeah, from. I do not. Know. Well, we'll find out. Someone will write to us, but before uh, we'll just lightning. Quit. We'll, yeah, lightning we'll round. This lightning yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. can we get a sound effect? Perfect. <laughs> Ah. Oh, even better. Okay, so you're doing your own effect. Foley work. That's awesome. So, okay. I went to a, a high school called Bishop Foley, so I'm very... Uh, oh, you were in the AP Foley program? I was. <laughs> so, uh, all right, the here we bishop. go. Uh, a, man, a man made it almost to the top of Catholicism just doing Foley work. <laughs> it was between you and the guy who's the Pope now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Val says, does he put... His, uh, does he put both socks on before his shoes or one sock and one shoe before moving to the other foot? Mm. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't really pay attention to how I, no, I, what? Sort of a fugue state, I, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> do you, uh, Lucky, do you have any pets? Right Not anymore. Now. He died. Okay. Abe Jackson. I'm, Good old Abe Jackson. R.I.P. Mm. Abe, we salute you. Uh, you should see mm. his shrine. It's glorious. <sighs> well, I've got a long-haired white dog. Yep. That is like I had one of those. Yep. 
It's like a golden. Well aware. Yes, and I'm so, finally allowed to wear all black again. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. Yeah. So for I me, went all black after Abe died, and it's not because I'm mourning. It's because I couldn't really wear black clothes for 16 <laughs> years because I was covered in Abe. Gosh, that's ex- okay. So for, so for me, it's socks. If I don't vacuum like a minute mm-hmm. before I put my socks and shoes on. They're covered in hair. Yep. And then my shoes are covered in hair. Right. So I have to put one – I take my socks over to where my shoes are, put one sock on while I stand on one foot, put that shoe on, and then uh, do the other one. Because otherwise, the whole – my whole being is inundated yeah. with hair. Yeah. The, I, I'm glad to not have to vacuum every single day again. Did you have to have like a bespoke kind of like pet-centric vacuum? Uh, yeah, you try, you know, I never really pulled the big trigger and went, uh, what's named Dyson. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a shark man. To... Shark. I'm a shark. Shark. Yes, they're they're the best. Yeah. They're hey, cheap and they're not, so good. Not a also, sponsor of this podcast. No, you no, don't no. want a battery powered vacuum. They last for five minutes. Yeah, I don't want that. I have a corded stick vacuum yep. from shark Same. and it fucking rules. Yeah. You got a landline vacuum. Man, you guys. Hey man. I don't mind whipping that cord around. I know how to work it. <laughs> very, very last question. I'm going to say, okay, well, hold yeah. on. I no, haven't really got gone it. into this. Okay. I Probably socks first. Okay. I'm going to say probably most likely both socks because, you know, I don't know really. I, I don't I don't make shoe decisions until I'm about to put them on. Who okay. can see where my head is and at? And you might want to be socked while hanging around the house. There, uh, well, So you can I'll, do that I'll, Tom Cruise go floor slide situation. I have learned uh, the magic. This is only recently in my life. Like of slippers. The, of like the house shoes. I recently got some of those uh, as well. Ginching your outdoors. I have a, just a pair of Crocs, a simple pair of uh, camo Crocs, which, by the way, I got into last year and they are so great. You're a Croc master? I, You're I a croc am man? now. I am now. <laughs> I didn't think I ever would be, but 54-year-old stoner Lucky Eights loves them Crocs. <laughs> they're big with the kids, they're man. There's comfy. all these fashion Crocs now with little, uh, yeah, little you dangle little, dangles you, you put on there. Giblets or whatever they're <laughs> called. They're called something like that. Yeah, uh, Gimlets? No. No, they're little things you stick in the yeah, holes, you know, little, little charms. Little buttons, you know? Yeah, oh. little buttons and charms, and they're called like giblets. Yeah. Giblet. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Crocs giblets. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Okay. So sock, I put my socks on first. All right. There you person. go. Person. Who was that? That was Val. 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 Uh, and NES was the Lions. StockX was the Hardy. I would say seven. Seven wins. Seven wins. Okay. Very last Stock question. X, I am apologizing. No, I'm not apologizing. StockX. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love Archer. <laughs> yes. Uh, we do too, actually. Um, it's weird because we don't often talk about it with you. That was the first time we really did. Uh, last question. Last question of the show. Are you sure? I believe so. All right. What uh, if I have a question? Yeah. Last question from us for the show. Well, for me, and then Noel yeah. hasn't asked a single question. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, but but okay. So I'm just trying to elicit insight. Some emails. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So uh, I got to get that chat feed working. Since we haven't talked in years on air, is there any conspiracy or conspiracy theory? That you've been thinking Dudes, about. We never got back to UFOs are real. We never yeah, got there. Yeah, we just we mentioned never got that, there. Okay, and we're so all like, "Oh yeah, so let's, right." Like UFOs are goddamn here. Yes, they're you, back. They're checking us out. We don't know what they're doing. People from the Navy are like, "You know, there's it's a UFO. I don't know what it is. It can't move like that if it's from this planet. It can't dive into water and keep up the same." rate of speed as it That's does right. in the air Trans and then medium. zip right back out. Yeah. Come on, man. And everybody's like, eh, eh, I don't like 
like the other person because <laughs> well, I mean, when people think about disclosure, I think they're expecting like an alien envoy to land and shake hands and with do, the like, fucking yeah, president. Yeah, people, you know? yeah, people want the spectacle. So, so this just is, having this these is underwhelming things. to those people, I think. But absolutely, it's nothing that we haven't already all been pretty confident about. Whether these are extraterrestrial or that's just like secret military experiments that we're not being made aware of, whatever. There's absolutely stuff that we don't know about technology-wise that exists. Do, that we are, do you yeah. guys have theories? I, have you gone through this already? Yeah. I'm assuming you have. I, what was the what weirdest your, one? In theory? the document, there was one point, Ben, that, that you uh, yeah. yeah, or a couple. But there was one in particular that was like, that's a weird one to just drop in there. Yeah, you so know? The, uh, the pub- there are two versions of this document, one for Congress, which has a lot more detail, the one the public can see, which is literally like two, three pages, yeah. and most of it is, we need more money, because it's a government document, uh, but there is that one point where they're breaking down all the stuff they think it could be. It's the usual stuff from Project Blue Book. And at the end, they say, there's a bunch that we don't know about or it it has technology that we do not understand. Uh, so, like, this science is beyond the yeah. observers. Yeah. And this, you know, and for everybody who is like, well, we don't know. It could be some Russian thing that we – they're, look at how it's going in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, right. Russians. They not do the not best have tech, technology no. uh, to do this thing. I can't remember what show That's we were what talking they want about. You to say. Well, I mean, Russia is known <laughs> for being Russia is known for being savvy with technology, but also sloppy, and they Russia things. But like, there's a whole, there's really a whole community <laughs> around like weird Russian synthesizers from the '80s that are like you know collectible, but also. Weird and some are kind of shitty, but right. in a fun way. And the same, we talked about like the payloads potentially and like the nuclear arsenal they have. Who knows what state of repair they're in, yeah. how old they are, if they'll even fucking fire, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I don't. I mean, again, no shade on any Russian people out there. Well, I mean, the people are, I'm fine with the people. It's the leadership I, I have yeah, beef the leadership with. But, and the, uh, yeah. the hired militia. Absolutely. Armies. But I'm just saying, like, you know, they are known for being a little bit quick and loose with their tech. Um, uh, yeah, they can't pull this off, though, man. Not without us going like, oh, yeah, sure, that's a bling blang blomp. <laughs> so <laughs> they're not sitting yeah. on, you know. So then why would, why if indeed there are things piloted by non-human intelligence of some sort. dimensional? Yeah, right. That's one possibility. Is it a dimensional cross? Is, Is it a time cross? <laughs> yeah. Why are they? Why? What's the What's the end game? What do you think? Why would they be here? Well, it's just such a they're, they're so quick and like they zip around and then disappear mm-hmm. that it seems that it's either joyride. Uh-huh. Some teenager, it's some alien teens, or it's just an experimental. Oh, look what we can we can dip in here, uh-huh. zoom around. Look what oh, they got this. Like uh, I don't know. I, I really have no idea. Maybe recon of some kind. Uh, that know? would be great. Maybe it's like uh, right. those drive-through uh, safari preservations. You yeah, know, there's some exactly. Georgia where yeah, they're like, there could okay. be some alien hillbilly <laughs> charging. <laughs> this is just some car. Yeah. That gets to drive through the path of a, the ape-run planet. Mm-hmm. Now, There's a bunch of murder of apes car. that run this planet. You <laughs> yeah. want to go there? It's weird. <laughs> There's a lot of pretty stuff and then the murder apes. Mm-hmm. And then they're like uh, – they're rating it on Alien Yelp and they're like, I didn't see a single murder. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll go back though because the gift shop is dope. Three out of five stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, went into the. Do you know this place is mostly water? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say that in the brochure. 
<laughs> we have water at home. Yeah. <laughs> so well, thankfully, they're from an aqua planet. Zip around between the water and the I air. mean, That's it neat. might be since they're, you know, I mean, what's the deal with being able to dip into the ocean and then come back out at the same rate? Like, that's just bananas. It is really crazy. Unless it's some sort of, yes, Matt. No, it's okay. I was no, going, Matt's I was literally going doing the thing where he takes his <laughs> finger and points it right at his temple to indicate an idea. Too, no, right. I've, I've been playing way too many uh, science fiction video games lately and consuming way too much of this stuff. I'm imagining this, guys. What if there is a – there are independent or independently – um, evolved civilizations that get far advanced, right? That Got could it. potentially yeah. make it. Sure, the whole Atlantis thing, like, well, the, you know, there was a technologically advanced civilization here before, and then it all went away. Yeah, I'm as the Disney documentary film Atlantis, <laughs> and also yes. there's that weird computer thing that they don't know how they did back then. The Antikythera mechanism. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. baby. Yeah, but but okay, so that that occurs right in various places throughout our galaxy, and when they get to us, this is really just the game Mass Effect. But once they get to a sufficient level, sorry, my good friend Mark Mir. Oh gosh, uh, but when they get to a certain level, they are uh, there's like a federation of some sort where everybody kind of agrees if we're going to you know make use of technology at this level, we're going to cooperate or you know face consequences the way a NATO. Currently is in our uh, yeah yeah in this planet in this reality North Atlantic um, Treaty Organization yes so these things that we're observing that we can't understand that we can see are like the CIA of these various uh, species and civilizations coming down and doing little like recon recon and wet work and like little okay. things that they have to do and so they can't outwardly. Uh, interact with us and change the course of history. Oh, and I bet somebody got fired for how much yeah. they made the news for that one. <laughs> they, they can just being seen. Yeah, they yeah. can just get into people's butts, mess <laughs> yeah. with some cattle, and then they're out. Do you think we're getting like the Gomer piles? That's of what I'm saying. The they I, don't, I don't know if we're getting the A list. Yeah, yeah. Of the, of just the like, what did you do? <laughs> they saw me, Sarge. Yeah. Can't yeah. help it. But there's like a Herbert Hoover up there, you know, yeah, version of one of them. Flipping <laughs> tables <laughs> and <just> screaming <laughs> mercilessly in people's faces. Well, yeah. I would like that because it would make this understandable. To me, the biggest the, the biggest missing piece is the why, right? And you'll see yeah. people say that it's to prevent nuclear war or something like that. And there's – we'll get into what this later. What is to prevent episode. nuclear well, war? Oh, oh, well, there was that, there was around? That, no, no, there, there was that one thing <laughs> where maybe they disabled right. a, a nuclear power plant or something there like that. That's the idea. That's the baby. Yeah. yeah. And I've I, I found some interesting stuff about it. But other than that, you know, I, I would love it if it turned out there were some intergalactic or interdimensional bumblers who who were like, uh, you know, they crash land there and instead of saying, take me to your leader, they're like, hey, we got to hide out real quick. Yeah. What, Remember that movie Spaced Invaders? No. no. Yeah, it was a small, very dumb, minor 90s creature type movie. It was a comedy about these stoner aliens that crash land on Earth and then just drink a bunch of beer and like look at boobs and stuff. I love this movie. I saw it in the theaters. Wow. I distinctly remember seeing it yeah. and I was the only one in the theater. It sounds like something was, that's probably on Amazon Prime. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to look spaced with an ED yeah. invaders. Judy Dench, Kate Blanchett, Sir mm-hmm. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> they're, all they're all spaced invaders. Very early Tilda Swinton. Yeah, they She's shot unrecognizable it. as the lead alien. You know? <laughs> they shot it on the Excalibur set. Yes, they did in a spare weekend, right? Uh, oh, man. 
I want it all. I know. Give me all of it. I'll well, make here's all of here, I have yeah. a theory. Okay. That uh, mankind is uh, that Earth is a prison planet, mm. much like Australia, uh, where we are the worst of the worst from some planet. They just got they dumped people, you know, whoever here. Because they're like, we got to get rid of that. They thought these genes are these, trash. Yeah, these are terrible, terrible, whatever <laughs> we are. So put them on that little nice little planet. They'll be able to live. SETI Alpha 5, <laughs> SETI Alpha 6. <laughs> this is SETI Alpha 6. That's a little Wrath of Khan. I love it. <laughs> and we uh, think, you know, there's all this like, you know, Purple Mountain's majesty and all yeah. this stuff. But compared to like the other planets, this is all garbage. Because you know? we don't know where the cognitive leap came from. We don't know mm. where all the, you know, how did we make this? Sleep from little forest creature to this weird right. hairless ape we are now. What if? And these are maybe just some guards. Like, hey, we should go check on that prison planet. <laughs> See what's going on. Wow. Oh Make sure Look they don't blow done. up the whole universe. Oh my God, they figured out n- nukes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, they're not as dumb as we thought. But yet, dumber yeah. than we thought. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Or you're like, oh yeah, it's going exactly as we planned. Yep. That could also be it. They just have to come by and go like, oh yeah, they're on track. Fill out a They'll destroy each other in another you 40 know, years, guys. Don't sweat That's it. brilliant because we, we really wouldn't be able to hurt anything else outside of the you know right. very short range it, of our planet. And the, they might start showing up again now because we are Starting to come up with plans to colonize other planets. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yo, you're not allowed to get off that one that <sighs> we still put you me. on. Space exploration is huge. It gives us a lot of new science for people on Earth as well. Like, it is a net benefit. But maybe we should fit. I don't know. It's, it's like- also a very human idea of pr- imprisonment, right? Yeah. Like, but we did it with Australia and we do it with buildings, you know, like, just lock them there. Mm-hmm. So who's to say we're not some intergalactic criminal species? Or at the very least in timeout to think about what we've done. I, I, I think we thought about it a lot and we just keep doing it. <laughs> we just kept doing it. We're, we've been thinking whoa. about it since the ancient Greeks. Yes. Lucky, we're, we're a viral life form yeah. that was discovered yeah. and they isolated us here to yeah. keep us under observation. Just, and, yeah. Or it's a simulation and we're all just I love that zeros one. Because and ones. And I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If we're a simulation uh-huh. or, or if we're all being run, if we're, I'm just an avatar for some whatever, because yeah, yeah, yeah. when you sit there and think, you're like, well, who is it that's thinking? Yeah. Uh, my dude's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this kudos, guy Kudos to my me. guy. Yeah, he, he puts me in trouble sometimes, but he always gets me out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I like my controller. That's awesome. So and- I got no problems with that one. And we are going to call it a day for our avatars, for your avatars alike. Fellow conspiracy realists, thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. Lucky, thank you for coming back. Sirs, anytime. Mm. Literally. Honestly, we haven't done an in-person episode. We've done Ridiculous History together a yeah, couple of times, yeah. but I don't think the three of us have done Mm-mm. this since the pandemic. No. We were in that, so we were in that panel. Moment one. Yeah. But we yeah. were, like, by far the least drunk people there and we were pretty drunk well so (laughs) no (laughs) i can neither confirm nor deny but if you check out our book you'll also learn the etymology of the statement confirm nor deny always be closing check out check out lucky's comic lucky yates where can people learn more about you and your work i hear you're uh i hear you're tweeting 
Yeah, I'm, I'm back on the Twitters. You yeah. can look at me there mm-hmm. and the yeah. Instagrams. And the Instagrams. You want to see what I look like when I'm smoking weed. <laughs> Post a lot of pictures of that. Is that at Lucky Yates? At Lucky Yates. I'm not hiding from anybody. <laughs> I have a Twitch channel, which I toyed with doing something with, but I ain't do you Do you game on it, or do you use it more I for play just- Animal Crossing. But I wouldn't. I could never get into Animal Crossing. No idea how to hook that up. It wasn't for me. Oh, really? It's I have to go every day and you know dig up some fossils. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It feels like a more elaborate Tamagotchi. It's you. I don't want to start. I can't tell if you're joking or not. You just wrapped it up. No, no. I will go on for an hour about Animal Crossing. So you were wrapping it up. Let's wrap it up. That's that's where can people visit your island? Is that a thing? Yeah, Bong Rip Bay. All right. My guy Butt Munch of Bong Rip Bay. You know, you're killing it with the names. My flag <laughs> is a smoking pong. It's the best. Uh, what is, Lester of, of the, the Lesser, Lesser Gods. Gods. Remember that. Go son check of Odin. it out. Mm-hmm. And 36-year-old LARP nerd <laughs> finds out he's the son <laughs> of Odin. Is, and is there a new season of Archer on the way? Are we mid We're in the middle season? of recording okay. it, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I have no idea when it airs. Yeah. Season 13, probably the fall. I'm going to assume the fall. Did I hear it was maybe going to be the last season or is that? And that's always. People said, that floats. People, yeah, I mean, okay. ever since we finished the, you know, we had a three year contract and then they, we've just gone back to like yearly renewals since Got then. It. And so everybody, Jessica Walter died, right? Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. everybody uh, just sort of assumed, well, that's going to be it. But I mean, where this show is still riotously funny Agreed. So, uh, and as long as you en- you all enjoy doing yeah. it as, yeah. as I just long love as the to, network likes you, putting you, it on the you kind of do TV. a voice on the show it's sort of not you. really yeah it's not I just going to my <laughs> yeah, lower exactly but like down here. I love how H. John Benjamin just never has to not be H. John Benjamin yeah. no matter what character he's playing <laughs> yeah, he's and he's good. got these starring cartoon roles he's got that, that other voice identical. which he does on yeah uh, 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 oh no no what's the home movies no, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. just him too. Yeah, but it's him with like a, a stuffed up nose. <laughs> does he do a different voice he other does, than Coach but, McGurk? Yeah. On, on, no, on he does. Movies? Yeah, he does one of the kids. Oh, and is that, that it's just yeah. a stuffed okay. up nose. It's just John with a stuffed up nose. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, what? What uh, are Brad? Uh, <laughs> he's that guy. What are the uh, What are the weird voices you can do, folks? Let us know one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Just all you have to do is let us know if we can use your name and or message on air. You can also find us on the internet. Yeah, it's oh. true. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no. no yeah, it, like I said, I remember the aforementioned Facebook group, here's where it gets crazy, where you can also dogpile on, on that guy, if no. you wish. I'm just kidding. You can if you want. It's up to you. Who, who are we to say? Uh, um, and I, I would like to remind people to uh, just tweet, bomb, I heart media and tell them, demand more Lucky Yates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lucky that. Eights call-in show. Uh, the Lucky Eights call-in podcast show. Mm-hmm. Come on, I want to see that in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find Live us stream on that shit. Twitter as well, <laughs> where we are at Conspiracy Stuff, uh, which is what we're also uh, at on uh, Facebook and YouTube and on Instagram. We are at Conspiracy Stuff Show. If you wish, you can find us as individual human people. I am on Instagram exclusively at How Now Noel Brown Benjamin Bolin. How about you? Uh, you can see some upcoming research. You can help me out with some stuff if you. Want want to go to at Ben Bolin HSW on Twitter in a burst of creativity. I am indeed at Ben Bolin, B-O-W-L-I-N on Instagram. Matt, yeah, not, yeah. not sipping the social media. No, or? it's fine. You can find me on Instagram. I'm a 
Gladys the Glorious Dodo. Uh, <gasps> that is my handle. The whole time! <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I don't have... I have one, Have you been but... catfishing Lucky about <laughs> this whole religion? <laughs> well, you know, he slipped up with Glorious. Yeah. It's holy. Oh, but, I'm sorry. But, uh, so sorry. but <laughs> I thought, oh, that that's a really so great, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> name. And if you don't want to, uh, if, if you don't uh, also engage with social media if it's just not your bag of badgers good for you yeah yeah good for you and if you don't care to call people on the phone totally get it but you can always write to us whenever you wish 24 7 as they say at our good old-fashioned email address where we are conspiracy at iheartradio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Attention true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.